morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here at 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. And how about amazing music and musicians? So I'm completely jealous of artists like this because their finger work is amazing. And this gentleman is superb. Andre Ferrante, and he is in Langley, Washington. Mm -hmm. Local guy. And I was at Ott and Hunter, uh, the winery slash wine tasting venue. And it was the first time I've been out wine tasting anywhere in Langley. That was last week. And I noticed that he's having a virtual uh, uh, record release. Oh, cool. Yeah. October Mm -hmm. 1st. And so I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to highlight him on my (laughs) show. And I thought it was pretty cool uh, because yesterday, just by chance, after running in the woods, I had my voice say, why don't you stop by Otten Hunter and say hi. And he was sitting there. And I have never met him in person. Strumming away. <laughs> he was actually drinking a glass of wine. But oh, okay. <laughs> all exciting. And because I went to his Facebook page and his website, I found him so fascinating. He's going to be on the show uh, at the end of this month. Perfect. So I'll have him back for a whole hour. Uh, he does poetry. He did a TED Talk. That kind of, that got me sold. His TED Talk was so amazing. And what I got out of it, it says, ignite your nature. That's about shining your light and all about being in nature or re- reconnecting. I, I think, think. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. So I invite everyone to go mm-hmm. to uh, his website and uh, Andre Fronte music.com. So let's spell it for our listeners. I, I actually want to make sure I get the right. Uh, go to Facebook. Darn it. Why don't I have... Oh, yes, it's Andre Ferrante. Right it's just his name with the dot .com, so it's A-N-D-R-E. Thank you. Uh-huh. F-E-R-I-A-N-T-E dot com. So I'll do it one more time. Thank you. A-N-D-R-E. Everyone got that? <laughs> F-E-R-I-A-N-T-E dot com. Dot com. Andre and Ferrante. Ot and Hunter, you could go to their Facebook page and check out the event. Yeah. And make sure mm-hmm. October 1st you have it, your mm-hmm. wine that you bought and mm-hmm. you're having date night and you're listening to amazing music. Because every week I will be uh, focusing on musicians, artists, authors, anyone that's out there lifting our spirits. And make sure you uh, support them any way you can. Yep. All right. We will end the show. Uh, the song we were playing was The mm-hmm. Stars Within. Mm-hmm. We'll end the, the show with that song. Right. So it's uh, If Only Love album release, and it's the concert. It's October 1st at 7 p.m., so don't be late. I would go to the Facebook version because that's where the streaming, I think you'll be able to connect. Um, for that, that's where it is. And I'll be mm-hmm. posting that on my Facebook page, yep. Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. So it's essential to lift our spirits, and I want to introduce people to fascinating people all around the world. And joining me this morning is author and professor Anthony Mana. Welcome to the show, Anthony. I'm so happy to be here to lift my spirits. Well, um, I have this thing called the art of visiting. When you call people or you actually show up and have coffee. And I really think um, our conversation the other day was so amazing. And I want to thank you for lifting my spirits that day. Remember the sun came out after I I was ready to hang up? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Very, I felt the same way. I, I felt very energized, and I felt that uh, I, I'm on the right path. Yes, yes. I call it a multiverse. So we're singing many songs, and a lot of people are resonating with the same music, so they, they end up hanging out with each other. And I'm just happy to have you on the show. Can you let the listeners know just a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Oh, boy. Um, I'm, I'm a retired professor. 
of uh, literacy development, which means that my courses at the university and in the schools always dealt with some aspect of language. And so I came at that sometimes joyfully through drama, but I also uh, directed a writing institute for teachers who came in saying, we don't write. And then when they left, they said, ooh, I think I have a novel, a memoir, a poem, you know, because we gave them that, that courage. Um, and so that's basically it. I spent many, many years, uh, I've, I've taught um, in schools and universities in uh, Turkey, Greece, Albania, and the United States. <laughs> and all of it was a learning curve <laughs> and it's still going on. And my, um, my, the weight on my desk from Michelangelo says, I'm still learning. And that's the key to life, right? Open-minded oh, learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New things. And we were uh, bantering the other day, and you said when you were growing up that you wanted to be a dancer. Will you tell me that story? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I Thank you. Um, I, I, you know, I would go to Main Street. I was in Orange, New Jersey, of all places. I would go to Main Street, and as I was walking to the library, I heard dancers in the studio and I, I would go into the alley, I would listen to them, and I could hear her giving instructions as a choreographer. And I would try to do the moves in the alleyway there because I wanted to dance so badly. But, you know, here I am. My father is a sports journalist, a boxing referee, and a, boxing, a boxer trainer. And so when I went in and I said, I think I want to be a dancer, they kind of they went and I think my mother started speaking in Italian and he spoke in Spanish and I don't know what they were saying, but <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to take dance classes. Sounds like a great from, party though. That's for sure. <laughs> from from Lillian Dean was her name. I'll never forget it because it was the Lillian Dean studio. And I wanted that so bad. Well, you know what though? The story doesn't end there because when I, my first teaching job at the University of Maine, I drove two hours to Portland, Maine to take classes from a dance teacher. And it was, I mean, and it was a group, you know, a group um, uh, class. And I, I thought, oh, this is so great. This is so great. I mean, I'm not 10 years old anymore. I'm not 12. I, I'm not going to reveal what age I was at that point. But, you know, I wasn't supposed to move like that, I think. But I just took off with it, and, and, and I did the best I could. I love it. I love it. And, and I told you that my mom, I wanted to be a dancer. And she said, you're oh. too short. You can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then I became an aerobic instructor for like 15 years, and I did get to dance. So I, I love the fact that we... Um, our spirits couldn't be contained. How's that? Beautiful. We had to shine. And I think also the fact that you and I um, both deal with uh, language and, and, and communicating. Everything we have done is basically like storytelling. And that's our purpose, probably in our passion. And you, you've just wrote an, a book, another book. Yes. And the name of the book is? Lucas and the Game of Chance, a reimagined Greek fairy tale. If you want to say fairy tale or folk tale, that's fine. Yes. And uh, it, uh, there it is, you know, I mean, it took about four or five years, <laughs> lots of revisions. 
I went to a, a writing group. It was the best thing I ever did in my life uh, with other writers who gave me a lot of advice and I gave them a lot of advice and that kind of reciprocity um, preserves the energy to keep you moving through draft, draft to draft, you know, just like anything, right? I mean, it's the way it is. Yeah, and so you're that's learning. You're learning new things from other people and, and I think that's amazing too, that you're open-minded like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, especially because that what happens in a writing group is that these people are very honest, you know, and they'll just say, why, why are you doing that? Is this story about his father or is it about him? You know, and I would go, well, it's not about his father. His father's there and he's a fisherman and he's, they're very poor. And I want that to be established. But they said, well, then go on, you know, come on, get, get to him, bring him, bring him out. You know, so there was Lucas as a young kid. And when I read the book, excuse me, my throat's all blocked. <laughs> um, when I read, I was thinking metaphorically of the journey of the of your spirit, and, and maybe it's partly you finding your spiritual side. That's what I got with the snake and 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 the spiritual side. Do you do you feel that? Oh yeah. Well, yes, because I mean that 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 relationship gave me such solace. Because they're they're involved. What what I say to myself is that it, it's trust. Lucas and Lambros, the snake, is all about trust, loyalty, commitment. Their friendship grows through mutual acts of kindness. And then there's the music that Lucas plays, and it's like that's my dance, you know. And the snake dances. And I, I did some research on snakes to find out, do they really stand like that? Can they do that? And yes, I found out it was okay. So what I did was I would get up in my studio here when I was writing and I would move like a snake. And oh, did it ever feel great, you know? <laughs> and then I would go, then I would go into a school and I would say to these middle school kids, guess what? When I'm in my studio, I had to get up and be a snake. And they looked at me like, this guy is off the wall. And I thought, no, 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 let me show you because I want to get, I want that character to come alive, you know? And so, so there was my dance, uh, you know, and Lucas was my guide, uh, my spirit guide, um, you know, and then he received from Lambros, the snake, he received uh, goodness and kindness. And, and it was such a beautiful, loving relationship. And it could be the younger you learning how to dance. And, and you know, I, I, the more I got into the book, the more I realized it just had so many, um, like it, it is the journey, right? It's the journey. And I feel like most of the time I told you I go to a labyrinth and I feel like we, we get here and we kind of spiral out of control. And maybe our goal is to get back to our, the center, back to ourselves, back to our um, source. And that's what I get out of your book, honestly. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for saying that because, you know, writing is a solitary, I mean, even though I was in a group, but writing, basically writing is a solitary act. And, you know, and so you just don't know, you know, I mean, I remember when I got the first, when I got the first review, I was shocked because this person said, I really like your story. And I thought, really? <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, okay. And then the second person said, and then the illustrator read it. Who, who you know he's a good friend of mine and he said this is this is good this is a i like the pete the way the pieces come together and i go 
really tell me about that because because i don't know you know so it, it's it's a wonderful experience uh to be able to put it out and have people say the kinds of things that you are it's very encouraging dina thank you and 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 mention some of the characters because it, it just sparks my my i my idea of what the story's about about you well there's the father and the mother and they're both uh, they're not they're i na- i don't name them because they don't become central characters but they are living a life of total poverty and that's why uh, L- lucas's spirit uh quest with lambros also is materialistic in a very very important way because when when luke when lambros leaves the seawall after one of their concerts um what what he leaves behind is not one not two but three but three gold coins and of course in the period that i'm setting this in which is kind of medieval three gold coins is absolutely fabulous and it raises the wealth for them immediately and i mean they are they are so appreciative so they go to they go to um their their altar in their home and they pray uh in thankness and 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 gratitude for what they're given so there's that family their family aspect and also what what i what i tried to do was to make the the property the land that they live on a, a kind of heritage a kind of sacred place and uh Eventually, what happens is uh, Lambros, who passes, uh, is buried there, and and also f- from him comes later on in the story. I don't want to reveal too yeah, much. Yeah, I know. I want to. I want to go there, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not. But I mean, it, he comes back, you know, from the spirit world, and it's in that 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 uh, just just played with me so beautifully, because I wanted his you know his raspy voice. He talks like this. And doesn't really have the energy to speak very. <laughs> and then he and then he come he comes back, you know. Uh, so so there's Lambros and that beautiful relationship, and then there's uh, so also and then there's um, the uh, Lucas meets uh, a, a a beautiful woman, but I didn't want to play the. The folk tale or fairy tale, you know, she swoons in love with him or something. So I made it like she will accept the contract from him. She finds him attractive. And, you know, so it wasn't this whole, you know, uh, that, and that's what I meant before about I can I can look at the status quo. Because in a lot of folk tales and fairy tales, of course, there is the swooning damsel, you know, and she wasn't. She was a, a singer. She was a kind of performer. People walked by her store and they went, yeah, go at it, you know. And she, I loved her character very, very much. And then, of course, they have children, um, Sophie and Petros. And Petros is, uh, in Greek, means the rock. And Sophie is wisdom. And so, you know, so I've got it rounded out now. And then, of course, there's the bad merchant, uh, who kind of forces, well, leaves it open for Lucas to make a terrible mistake. Uh, and that's why he has to go on into the forest. Uh, and what's going to happen in the forest? Well, he's hoping a legend tells him that he can meet up with destiny because destiny is a celestial being and she may be able to grant him a pardon uh, along with her son, the son, 
Ilion, and her daughter, Luna, the moon. And always Luna, when Luna first appeared to me, she was a singer. And so when she speaks to me, she doesn't look away. She says to him, stay, stay, stay. And then there's the sun. Well, of course, the sun has such energy. Boy, do I love acting that out in front of kids. <laughs> I know, I know. I love it. He goes, he goes, and he's moving like that too. It's like, he's like mechanical, you know? And when he talks, he's like this, and he's like this. He's like, he's got so much energy. He doesn't know what to do with it. So listen to me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because again, I, I'm, I'm looking from a different perspective of the story and, and, and knowing you and thinking, uh, you told me too, that you were um, in a monastery and a seminary. Both. Yes. <laughs> and you were talking how, how, how quiet, how silent you had to be at all times. Yes. The seminary, the seminary was in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, in the wilds of, I mean, so isolated, so terribly isolated. And uh, basically the idea was that as, a, as a, a potential priest, a potential Catholic priest, silence was golden because silence was meditation and uh, silence also allows you to communicate with, with a kind of spirit, you know what I mean? Like by looking, by, you know, and by uh, just, you know, being, being in that kind of communication. And then I liked it so much. And also I was in school. Uh, I mean, they, they gave us lessons. I mean, people came to teach us in that place. And I learned uh, uh, ancient Greek. I learned Latin. And I wanted to be a biology major at that point in my life. And so I was also getting a mind. I had no mind before that time. I had been a total disaster when I was in school. The nuns used to say to me, Anthony, sit down and keep your mouth shut. And I would go, yes, sister, yes, sister, yes, sister, you know, and just jump around, you know. And then I, I had no idea of what learning meant. And then, and then these priests who were my mentors told me how to read, taught me how to read, taught me how to study, you know, and it was such a gift. And what a, what a wonderful uh, transition for me from, from adolescence into adulthood. Uh, but though I liked it so much that uh, the priests uh, were of uh, an order called the Salvatorian Fathers. And I said, I want to go to your monastery. And so they sent me off to Colfax, Iowa. And there was a farm and I farmed and I took care of the chickens. The chicken, the chicken, when I say this now, I have to laugh because I used to go in there and I would go, I hate you for being so dirty. Clean up after yourself. This is ridiculous, you know? And, uh, and then I, you know, I had to learn how to, I had to learn there how to be part of a community on a farm. And I remember uh, working, working in silence. We were allowed I think it was like a half an hour at lunchtime and a half an hour in the evening uh, to talk. And then later on at night, we, we, we practiced what is called grand silence, which meant that at a certain hour, it was total silence until the next morning after breakfast, which was also in silence. You know, so it was a magnificent a spiritual building for me to learn how to focus and concentrate 
and also how to meditate. And I, I love that. And it also says to me, because I work with the chakras, your throat chakra, right. for, for years, your higher chakras were developed. You know, that's your connection to, to oh, okay. spirit or God or and then your imagination and your creativity. And it's all bottled up. Right. And it doesn't really get to go anywhere. So at this point in your life, you have so much to say and you have so much to get out. It's you know, it's just beautiful that, you know, you're a writer. And if you weren't, what would you be doing right now if you weren't expressing yourself? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think I would be. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just think that I would want to be with other people who, you know, we, who, we can reciprocate a kind of spiritual base, you know, and, uh, and be, you know, be, be honest and courageous with one another uh, so that, so that I feel like um, I'm growing and I feel that, that I can be motivated to keep noticing, you know, and when I say that to you, I'm talking about the fact that I live on, on eight acres of woods uh, here in Northeast Ohio. And I, I, right now, like for example, I'm looking out that window, which is so inspiring to me because it brings me into the woods. And that's where I, I do my power walk in the morning. And so it's, um, it, it's, it's being, if I, could, if I could meet up with other people who would power walk with me in silence in those morning, those morning times when we hear the birds and when I'm, I'm, I'm ingesting all that to get me ready for the day, that would be so wonderful. Yeah, and what's going on? We're all so isolated. And I think I think what I, I learned from talking to you, and we were talking about men, how important it is for them to be able to express themselves and be around people they can tell uh, how they actually feel or even say uh, their ideas. Like, for instance, when you're young and you said, I want to be a dancer, you know, your spirits kind of get crushed. And then if you're around people that accept you for who you are and you get to be the person you are, your authentic self, that's how we heal and that's how we grow and and. I think that the reason I uh, support and give the prescription um, writing and poetry and music and art is is to keep people's higher chakras, uh, you know, open. But also there's that connection we have with one another. And in being what I'm missing is that, like you said, that walk in the woods, but even talking and walking. Right. That's yes. that, that's it's church, really. And it's it's that conne- I'm really missing the connection. I really am. I, I can see you. Yeah, well, I understand that. And I think, you know, um, I, I just think we find ways, you know, to do that. I, I don't I don't I'm not a, I'm not a religious person, you know, in the sense that I don't I don't really go. I don't go to the Catholic Church anymore. I mean, I I honor it. I, I respect it. But I've moved in another direction, another spiritual direction in my life. And it's OK, you know, because there are other people there that I find whom I find, <laughs> you know, and they they're doing something different you know they're doing something different on a different spiritual path and i've joined them but i you know it would be what the uh, buddhists call a sangha you know where you meet up with people in a meeting room and of course we're not doing that right now because of covid19 and so you know that that i long for you know i mean to be able to uh, you know find people of of like mind uh who you know who can can where we can sustain one another. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you how I, I walked the labyrinth and in Kauai, one uh, visit, it said, this is your life and this is your journey. And basically saying to, to let other people live their lives is what it was saying to me. And that when I, I pass, I pass alone. But as you're in the labyrinth, you're going to come across other people 
um, mm-hmm. and you know, they won't stay with you forever, but they do become a part of you, and you you bring their energy kind of with them as you grow. And then it was it was also said that um, no one said it would be easy, and it's because the next time I went, I brought a group of women, and they were all doing the labyrinth, but I knew they were going to step on something um, prickly, and I was going to stop them all and warn them, and that's when they said no one said it would be easy. But the goal is to connect on our journey, learn from one another, like you said, open-minded learning, and then also allow other people to have their own journey and not not interfere, (laughs) right? That was so illuminating. You talked about that the other day, and I I found that very illuminating because I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I have a tendency to do that with, for example, with my son. My son is a, a, a wonderful, warm-hearted, beautiful human being who's had his problems like we all do. And I've always wanted to, um, you know, gear him in a certain way. He was at my university, which was Kent State University. He was having a free education at a, re- a really good school. Um, and he came to me one day and said, I'm quitting and I'm going to join the Grateful Dead. And I said, excuse me, what is the Grateful Dead? It sounds like an oxymoron. And he said, it's a, it's a band, it's a, it's a community, They're, it's, it's a, a traveling community. And I said, okay, well, and the next time I saw him a couple of years later, because he left and he was on the road and he would get in touch with me from time to time, but he was gone and I was so sad. And the next time I saw him, he had dreadlocks and huge bell-bottom, I mean, it went on, you know, and and the whole thing, just, I thought, this is what he's, this is how he's finding his way, you know, and he would often say to me, you don't understand, I mean, I am meeting people from all over the world, and I am, you know, so I could go on and on about this for forever, but he, he he's now raising two boys, and, you know, he's settled down, and just, you know, doing a lot of good work uh, for help helping people and stuff like that. So, but I mean, I wanted so much to control his life, you know, and, and because here you're going to give up an education. It's free. You know, the irony of it is he came back to Kent state university many years later and became, went into the art department and started doing glass and became a glass artist. Beautiful. (laughs) How beautiful is the word? I was just like, yeah. And he, and I have like, I have pieces of his art you know, that he yeah. gave me. And I went to the studio in San Francisco when he was there and I watched him working glass and it was so powerful and so, so physical. And if we you know, come around circular, your dad saying not to dance, right? And then you did. And then your son went out and did his thing. And we're kind of uh, breaking that where you can't come here and be authentic. So your son will do something different with his his children and, and on and on, right? It's a, it's a whole different, it's a growth process, but yeah, he went and did something artistic. Isn't that amazing? Very much to me. Yes. And I, I just, uh, you know, and it just, and, and now, I mean, it's wonderful because now we have this fantastic relationship. I mean, I'm in my, I'm in my, you know, later years and, you know, it's like, we just support what we support one another. It's <laughs> like, he's like a good friend, you know, that I go to. Um, and you're both yeah. artists. I love it. <laughs> I love it more than life itself. I love art. All right. We're going to take our only break of the hour. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned.
Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm with professor and author Anthony Mana. Welcome back, Anthony. Thank you so much, Nina. Happy to be here. I've been painting pictures in my mind with your book and, and your life and the whole metaphors of it. And uh, we know that writing is your prescription because it keeps you, you uh, alive and dancing's mine. And I need to get back to that. <laughs> I'll have to just start dancing in my living room again. I, I <laughs> wish I could be out there on the floor, but that's the way it is right now. But uh, you were telling me about a therapist that gave you a very good book. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you you mentioned this to me because it's a it's pivotal. It was my epiphany, and um, I, I I was uh, I was coming to uh, the latter part of my teaching career, um, and I had been at it for over forty years, and I was getting very annoyed with students. I'm at the university, and um, I, I I realized that I was just getting tired. 
you know, and so I needed, I needed to talk to a therapist and I've done that periodically through my life. I mean, even once when I was living in a, a Turkey, I had a translator, the therapist was a Freudian guy and he would speak in Turkish and they would translate it for me. And that's how I carried on. Th therapists have helped me a lot in my life. And so this, this therapist in Ohio, and we were going to, we were going at it for, for a couple of months. And he said to me, I'm going to make a change in the way I'm going at this. I'm moving out of behavioral, behavioral, cognitive behavioral psychology. And I'm going into what is called mindfulness. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So he gave me the book and the book, uh, which changed my life is get out of your mind and into your life. And it was filled with activities prescriptions, meditations, uh, and basically, you know what the bottom line was? The bottom line was you don't have to run away. Whatever comes your way, name it, call it, call it out, greet it. And in one expression I found among uh, from a Buddhist teacher, he said, take your anger, eat it, eat it savor it and let it help you grow strong. And it was that I, I had not done that. I had, I had been in prayerful situations where I wanted everything to go away. Please don't, please don't. I've had enough. I had enough. I don't want to cry anymore. Please, please, please. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You know, and this was like, oh, hi, fear. You're going to be with me today. Good. What are we going to do together? Fear. Come on, let's talk. You see what I mean? Oh, I do. And so, wow. Was that ever an awakening. And I, I thought, tell me more. And so we carried on in this therapy for about a year or so. And I, I got to know my students better again, you know, and um, it's, it was all okay. You know, get out of your mind and into your life. His, his name is, if anybody wants to look it up, the author is H-A-Y-E-S, Hayes, Hayes, Dr. Hayes. And isn't that uh, amazing how that one little gift has changed your life and opened your mind to all other types of learning. And you were talking about Buddhism and meditating. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't like to talk about it so much because it's a lot of people hear Buddhism and they think weird, weird, weirdo, you know, Oh, there he goes loving rocks. And, um, you know, he's going to become, uh, he, he's going to become a raccoon in a new life and, you know, this kind of thing. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you what happened to me was when I started reading Buddhism and I started, uh, go, listening morning to my audio tapes from, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh and, you know, uh, Norman Fisher and, you know, um, oh, I could go on with names, but that's not important. The point is that I, I was sustained and I, I found myself living a new life uh, through Buddhism and through meditation. And when I say that, I want to tell everybody when I say this, that I am a student of Buddhism and I am a student of meditation. I never arrive. I just keep learning, you know, and uh, I, I just, um, you know, and, and Norman Fisher's book, uh, Living with Compassion, um, has been such a, a, it's like a, it's like a boat that carries me across, you know, and, uh, 
I, I just keep going back to it, especially to the slogans, as they call them, the slogans to, you know, um, to, to live your life through these slogans. Uh, it's, it's just an eye opener. You know, it doesn't matter uh, whether I call them slogans or maxims or whatever. It's just it's it, it, it wakes me up and it makes me realize that that I can live a life of fullness um, and, and openness and, uh, you know, and, and lo loving kindness, you know, uh, with um, compassion, loving kindness and happiness. And, uh, and I, I'm just so happy for it. And I think, too, what the beauty of it is that you've written a book for middle schoolers and you get to spend time with children. And that is we have both have grandkids. And it's like uh, for me, my son said, so how do you stay young? And I, I thought, well, I don't know. How do I stay young? I hang <laughs> out with every age from, you know, every age. I, I don't. I see an eight-year-old just as, as amazing as, you know, an 80-year-old, and I talk to him all the same. And when you hang out with children, I mean, and, and so he says, you're right, I only hang out with my age. And so branching out and mentoring or volunteering and, and, and just I, I can't help but talk to people. So it, I just see people as humans. I don't see them as an age or a color or any of that. So That's it, a beautiful way to put that. <laughs> but, I mean, but it sure. keeps you young, right? It keeps you young. And, and they're teaching you children teach you if you're hanging out with them you can't help but learn oh yeah and uh you know and especially uh what i do sometimes is if i'm in a school and the last experience was a middle school i leave them with the writing prompt and then i come back and the whole idea was and this prompt was they all lived happily ever after and then i said wait a minute what if they didn't what if they didn't live happily ever after they came back with these stories one of them was so so hysterical that we were we were guffawing all the way down. It was just amazing, this kid, you know. And then they because what they do is they get up. I say to them, "Don't be shy," because we're all in this together. And I have my circle. I have this this uh, circle that I use, which is a story circle, and it's made out of yarn, uh, multicolored yarns. And I put it on the floor, and we stand in it. Uh, together first and then I just leave them and I go okay you can take over now and then they read their stories and it's like to make it a, a sacred moment um, is is very important and they they yes they 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 show me they tell me some things about stories that I copy down and take with me you know because they're such good writers the circle I like it you you did a little ritual with the kids <laughs> circles yeah. are very important yeah, the circle, the circle is very, is, is, is uh, what, what I can do with it too is I turn it into a puppet. Um, and so it's a perfect snake because I can move it, I can manipulate it in such a way that it, it, it can reach out to be a character, you know, and I wrap it, sometimes I wrap it around me and I become a, a new persona, you know, and see the thing is, People say, well, you're so, you know, what are you doing that for? Well, because, I mean, I want, I want to let them see an older guy like me playing, playing a little bit. Okay. It's all right. You know, it's all right to play, you know, and, and also I like to have them look at the characters that I'm creating and I want to make those characters come alive. And, you know, what flashed in my mind is I mentor children and um, I'm sitting with a 16 year old and I'm taking her to dance lessons and she's not my kid she's a kid that I mentor right and and I looked at her and I thought you know every time I take you to dance lessons I'm actually taking my little girl to dance lessons my inner mm -hmm. child so again where you know you being able to express yourself and be playful and because you were raised with no voice for quite a while and it's really for me I believe 
you're a healthier male than you would have been if you would have just got a job and kept your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm going to say it like that. You know, how many yeah. men are dying of heart attacks because they don't have, a, I call it the broken heart syndrome. They've never been able to talk about how they feel and, and be themselves, you know? Well, see, that's what's so, that's what's so wonderful. That, that, that's the passageway right to the writing because in the writing, I mean, you become the characters. I wait for them. You know, I wait for them to come and tell me what I'm supposed to do. I mean, that sounds a little bit metaphysical and or spiritual in, 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 in a way. But I, I, I have to say it that way because really uh, I, I wait. You know, I think of a character in my mind and then I wait. Uh, it was uh, even like for, for um, uh, Lucas's wife. You know, what was I going to do with her? I didn't want her to be this swooning damsel, you know. So in other words, when that's happening, it, 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 it excites me. It's energy, you know, and it's, the, it's such positive energy to create that snake and to do the research, you know, about snakes, you know, and to find a non-venomous snake. I was so fortunate, you know, and I was like, yay! And I was jumping up and down because I found this non-venomous snake that on, on age, Aegean Islands is considered luck, is considered goodwill yeah. because... He, ha he, he or she bears no venom and is welcomed into the homes because of good luck. And, and kundalini energy is the snake. It's the chakras. Oh, <laughs> so it, at the top of your head is the crown, which is inspiration. And then you have your third eye, which is your forehead. Is That's your uh, imagination. And then your throat chakra is your creativity. And of course, your heart chakra is that compassion you're talking about towards others and yourself. <laughs> and then yep. you have the, the chakra, you know, when someone's angry, but below your heart. And that's the chakra that gets you on the dance floor and, and is the person that dances uh, to the music instead of thinking about dancing to the music. You physically show uh -huh. up. And then the sacral chakra, which is in your hips, is when you connect with other people, your tribe. And then the root chakra is when you physically uh, manifest. So everything starts as an idea. And because you're working all your chakras, because you're out in the woods at 32 degrees walking, <laughs> you're grounding. But then you come in and I say to most people, just do what you used to do as a kid that you enjoyed. Have fun. And then that writer's block goes away. You know, it's that force versus flow. So most of my prescriptions to adults is find something you enjoy doing it and go out and just do it, you know. Well, you know, I'm coming to Seattle to take one of your classes. <laughs> well, I I'm, I'm teaching you Reiki one. We're gonna do I'm, it. I'm Zoom. going. I'm going to. I'm getting in my car. I can't go on a plane. I'm petrified. But I'm going to drive in my car, and I'll be there. Well, you know, and I had to practice last week for the first time how to do my energy work without, you know, physically touching and wearing a mask. And I yeah. practice. It's a seaside salon spa. I actually practice, and the women enjoyed it. So I'm coming back on Monday, and. Uh, I have to learn how to do Zoom Reiki one, so I could help you with that. <laughs> oh, sure. No, I would love to. I would love to join you there. I mean, I just think that, you know, when when I hear you talking, I feel I always feel a connection to to the spiritual. You yeah. know, and that that's so important to me because you know you know my daily existence, um, you know sometimes you lose your way. And and you were saying that you had. Can we talk about that you were really upset because you weren't writing and and you felt depressed? Yeah, I really was. Get, I mean, I but I and especially because I went to that on that virtual conference last night with these poets and their poems. This one was this poem she read about the, her her father's crematorium, where she had to go down to a basement and she said, "Why did my my mother do this? Why did she?" And she's and I thought this stuff is so powerful. These people are such good writers. 
And then I thought, Anthony, why are you not writing? What is going on? You know? And so I've been meditating on that. Uh, I went to my journal and I, it felt so good. It was such a release to be able to say. And so, you know, I tell everybody that, uh, you know, do that, do that journal writing, you know, do it every day. It doesn't matter whether you say what you had for breakfast, but just <laughs> get it down, you know, because then it becomes, it becomes uh, translucent, you know, and, um, and with kids too, you know, when, when people are saying to me, what are you suggesting for, for them as they're, they're at home, they're, they're quarantined in a way, you know, and the ones that are being virtually taught, I said, two books, uh, you know, get, there's a, uh, by, by Karen Banky, and one of them, um, and I hope I get the, t I wrote the titles down, but let me see if I can, uh, oh, let's see, yeah, uh, rip, rip the Page, Adventures in Creative Writing for Young Kids, and then the other one is Leap Right In, Adventures in Creative Writing for Older Kids by Karen Banky. And I love those books because there's structure, but there's also freedom. And kids, kids like to write. And that's what my prescription was. She's a 16-year-old, and she's the receptionist there at the spa, and her throat was missing in her power chakra. So I, that's, that means you have to find something you love to do just for yourself, expressing yourself. And she's like, I've been wanting to write. And yes, you are, you are spot on. We, they, you have to find some expression that's all your own. And even right now, things are getting, I'll be honest, I get depressed with what's happening. And I force myself to go do something I enjoy. Isn't that funny? I have to force myself to go to the woods. I have to force myself to sit and watch the sun go down because you yeah. can get stuck, right? And then if we don't move, if, if we don't emote, if we don't move, if we don't move, then we're in deep trouble. We've That's got right. to keep That's moving. Right. There I am. I'm uh, I'm one of your disciples. <laughs> well, uh, you're you're. I think this is going to be a a good good thing, and and things are going to open up again. I I know they are. They will, and we will go back to not the normal because it'll be not. I don't want to say new normal. We're going to be. We're going to grow in ways we have never ever dreamed of, and I am going to do things I've never done. So I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I do want people to reach out to you. Um, what's your website? It's uh, Anthony Mana. That's M M A N N A Mana from Heaven. Anthony Mana Books dot com. And the, uh, just some of your blogs and the teens and the tween the tweens and the writing and you're you're doing so many amazing things. And I've always tried to mentor a teenager or two a year. Uh, and now they're over 30 and they're, they're my, my children. I, I get mom day gifts, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But it has been for me, uh, giving has always giving. Just the more you give to teenagers, the, 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 you're, you're just so rich. And last week when we had, the week before we had Maggie on, and now she's, you know, still singing. And, and she's uh, came out to the island and, and did the labyrinth with me. And I mean, mm -hmm. she was 16 in a coffee shop when I met her. And she was having troubles at home. And it's just... It, it, it makes your life, your tribe, your tribe. And, and I just love the fact that you're working with, with children. Can you do that on Zoom? Are you doing that in classes still? Or Well, you know, the thing is, I, got, I, I was so involved. You know, one of the things that a lot of authors or writers are doing these days is, is uh, online, you know, communications, you know, online author visits, as we call them. But, you know, I haven't really been pressing that very much because I'm so in, I was so involved with this book marketer uh, a great guy, by the way. I mean, I just really love him. I mean, he's been so helpful for me to teach me how to do this 
out there, you know, but, uh, you know, but after, so, so I, I, I start, I just started thinking about this the other day. I could, I could say to people, you know, in my communication through, um, the, you know, media, media, uh, that through media that I think, um, you know, uh, I can, I can do virtual, virtual visits, you know, so. Yeah. And I'll tell you what happened. I was just like you, I, I wrote, uh, my book, Our Energy Matters, and that was hard yeah. enough. <laughs> and then I got 7,000 copies. This is a while back. Delivered to my house. It's still a joke today how many books there were. And then it was like, so how? I, what am I going to do with it? And that is the hard part. So I did. I had to go back to the upper chakras, you know, ask for the intention of helping my book get out there. And then weird, crazy things happened while I was jogging or riding my bike. I would get these ideas. And then I think five years after it was done, the, uh, the the voice said to give my book away and my services for a year. And I'm like, that's not really how you do it. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. But guess what happened? That's how I end up in Kauai for the last eight years, because I went there and gave it to a young man who was not doing very well. In fact, he was willing. He wanted to take his life and his yeah. mom owned a healing center. So not only did that book go back to Hawaii multiple, multiple times, but I was at an expo where I gave that book out. I never paid for anything in Hawaii because, man, I had a family. Like, you have no idea because I was doing healing work with these people who had taken my book. So it's just kind of you have to get into that realm where we used to think, you know, uh, on Friday you get paid. Right. And that's yeah, how you yeah. spend your life. But get back into that creative part of yourself, you know, write and, and dance and and enjoy your walks in the woods. And, and then that's when the lights come back on. Yeah, I, I believe you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> amen. Amen. But I always tell everyone, get up first thing in the morning, count your blessings. I always do five. Now I got all my kids doing it and my grandson. And then we we set our intentions for the day. Mine right now is that mindfulness. I, I want my mind less full. <laughs> and then I want to master that mind and just be open to that um, inspiration from above. Because right now, more than ever, we need to have that connection to help us get through. And our breath, right? We need to breathe. Breathe. Oh, <laughs> that's... That's so important. I forgot to mention that. That was the thing that ther the therapist taught me. He said, you realize you've been sitting here with me for the last 10 minutes and you're not breathing? And I went, that's ridiculous. I have to breathe, otherwise I'll die. And he goes, no, I'm really talking about breathing consciously. Everyone that got Con on the table with me Monday, was they were not breathing. And as soon they just go, I just feel so relaxed. My anxiety's gone. So I just want to, um, one more time, your website? Anthony Manna, M-A-N-N-A, Anthony Manna Books. Dot com. Hey, and I'm going to connect with you next week. And we're going to talk Reiki 1. Great. <laughs> awesome. Great. All right. So let's see. I'm highlighting a musician, Andre Ferrante, and his new album, If Only Love, which will be October 1st, streaming live. at uh, Though he'll be at Otten Hunter, but we'll be at home drinking wine, having a date night. And go visit his website, andreferrante.com. And we're going to end the show with the stars within Join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. Mm -hmm.